Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Holy crap, you made it. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are glad to have you. It's really, really not that good. It's not that good, <laughs> but you're here. So you got nothing else to do. You're trying to get through your work day. Uh, a big thank you to our listeners, to our supporters for... All the support, the messages, the comments, the the I, I'm thankful for the congratulatory messages. I, oh, I yeah. didn't see my wage brain had to like spell that out in my it head. Sound it out. out, clap it out. Yeah, there it Clap's is. It we, I wouldn't know this. what that's like. We're getting this. You wouldn't because Illinois boys are putting a whooping on Iowa right now. Yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it is. It's not even fair. What it is? <laughs> it's not even fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> playing the special ed team. We need, <laughs> we need a handicap or something. <laughs> Hey, you got Steve on your team, so you guys got a, a half a point with an asterisk. So you guys are doing good. Um, got a that's pretty bad when Steve's showing you guys how to get <laughs> yeah, it done. No, Come on, yeah, boys. Yeah. To be fair, though, you guys have never shot that deer. To but, be fair. But I'm glad he got one. I'm glad he got one. Uh, WorkingClassBowHunter.com. We have new goodies in our store, stickers. Hoodies are in, new hats. Um, we got a ton more of new stuff coming. Thermoseats coming. Yeah, new shirt designs. Um, new beanies, all sorts of good new stuff, hats, all yeah. kinds of new shit. We're trying to hustle as best as we can. So if you haven't got a uh, trip into a 150 shirt or a hang and bang shirt, I would probably snag those because as we phase new designs in, some of those older ones that like lost their their fire flame from launching, those might fade out on clearance. So yep, yep, uh, yep. keep that in mind. But thank you for the support. Um, and I think what I want to do is just start. Do you have a veteran shout out ready? He doesn't, but okay, Steve. Keep, Real quick, I'll do a quick introduction while he's pulling that up. Um, my name is Kurt Geyer. I'm a host. Hi. Oh, my name's uh, Eric Common. Also host. Uh, my name is Ross Baker. I'm just kind of sitting in here. You're a host. <laughs> Austin Chandler, the Lord. You're, you're a host. Do you want me to just start saying the Lord yes. in between? Yeah, people get it now. Okay. Yeah, Austin, the Lord Chandler. That'd okay. be great. 
And then Doug. <laughs> Doug the mustache Schmidt. AKA Dale. Dale. AKA it is what it is. AKA it is what it is. AKA I got a veteran shout out ready. Let's hear it, buddy. <laughs> right, I'm trying getting this last name correct. This was submitted by Dakota Owaski. Owaski. And the veteran name is uh, Chris Simino. Simino. He's in the Air Force. Says, my father-in-law, Chris Simino, is a retired Air Force vet that wrenched on B-52 airplanes. He could talk for hours about them. He's not much of a hunter, but will occasionally go gun hunting for deer. Usually with a German K-98. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. I love that. <laughs> but more often, he asks me to get him a doe or whatever during bow season. So thank you for your submission, Dakota. And uh, thank you for your service, Chris. Thanks for your Thank service, you, sir. Keep rocking that K98. A, a German K98. <laughs> That's got to be awesome. Appreciate you, Chris. Thanks for your service. I'll see a picture of that, actually. Be cool. So, thank you for submitting that. Doug is running dry on veteran shout Dude, That's surprising. my last one. So, we're caught up on them. Um, here, um, the thing is, we do get some like in messages and stuff like that um, on Facebook and Instagram. The best way is go to Working Class Bowhunter, the contact tab, and there's yep. a veteran shout-out form. That's the best way for us to organize them. I guarantee it, if you don't send them there, we will lose them. Oh, yeah. They just get buried yeah. in like order messages and stuff like that, And um, which we're thankful that we get that much that you know that's a problem, but we also feel bad if we miss a veteran shout-out. So make sure to submit them uh, the right way there and help us out. Help us help you. Help us help each other. Right? That's help right. you help that's me. Right. Help you. Help you. Help you. Something like that. Um, the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. We've been rocking HHAs for a long, long time and mm-hmm. absolutely love them. And if you'd like to save some money on your new HHA or your first HHA, code WCB15 at HHASports.com. They back their products with a lifetime warranty or a lifetime guarantee, if you will. So if you drop it out of a tree and something happens, God forbid, you're covered. But uh, peace of mind. You know, if you swap your bow out every year, keep good accessories on it, you know. Buy good accessories one time, and you can move them from bow to bow to bow, and so you save some coin. It's a selling point to your wife for you to do dumb shit later with your money. Exactly. So just you know, hey, it is what it is. I got yeah, we, you're we, saving money. You're saving money here. Just tell your wife. Also, Scent Crusher, um, in our opinion, the leader in ozone products. We have Scent Crusher shit all over the studio. We use it. I literally use it every day in my life. I use it every hunting. day. Um, I use it just as much in my lifestyle as I probably do in a hunting application yeah. from the room clean to all that. You know, um, the studio usually smells like dip cans and bush light and sweat. And, uh, but it doesn't after we run a room, not anymore. Yeah. A room clean or a halo series, uh, unit in here. So check out scent crusher. Um, also loophole optics. I will say, God damn, am I thankful for loophole because, mm. I hunted out in Indiana, and most of the year I saw, I saw I had some opportunities to kill some stuff, just nothing big enough. But I'm in the hardwoods where I could kind of see a long way down to this low spot, and the binos kept me entertained because yeah. I get you know you see a buck coming down through the timber, it's kind of hard to see antlers and timber. Boom, you put the the binos up, and you can tell immediately what's going oh, on. Oh yeah, you're sitting there bored, you're clicking everything with a rangefinder just to see how far it is, practice your distance. So check out Loophold. Um, just as much um, they take care of the rifle hunters and firearm people just as much as they do some of the bow hunting stuff now with the new range finders they got mm-hmm. out um, specifically for bow hunting applications that can basically show you the arc of your arrow if you have different obstacles branches shit nice. like that so uh, changing the game changing the game also thermoseat we have our own working class thermoseat available at workingclassbowhunter.com That's right. but if you'd like to get 
a wedge for turkey hunting or anything else. If you need a big comfy seat for like a, a buddy stand or a ladder stand, uh, code WCTS at Thermoseat will save you some coin there. Pretty cool. Your butt will thank you. Your booty will thank you. We got a lot of thank yous when we posted yeah, those dude, up. They're amazing. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone People knows you got that it. old stand like with the squirrels chewed off the seat. Yeah. I actually, I like the thinner. Uh, I like the seats. thin one too. Hell, if you got leather seats, throw in your pickup truck. You know, you don't have that cold ass in the morning. Hey, it's like heated seats for right. the working class. That's right. Yeah, Good call. <laughs> you use your own fart warmth to warm your butt. That's right. Think right. about it. AC seats, geez, that's only for Ross Bigger in here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Helen's got heated seats. Helen's that's got right. heated thermos seat. <laughs> it's real cold. I put the D wedge in there. You know, you got the back support. <laughs> <laughs> if you're short too, you know, yeah. throw a hand warmer back there. That's right. <laughs> you're good. Uh, Victory Archery. So a different plug for Victory than normal for this episode, uh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, this year I'm rocking the uh, Carbon Trad 450s. That's that's my setup. Uh, they come with an 80 grain insert. Uh, put a little weight up front. Um, and I'm only I'm shooting light poundage. I'm only pulling 43 pounds at 28 inches, and uh, I'm still running a 175 head with that 80 grain insert. So you gotta you gotta run a lot of weight up front with those guys. But. Nice. But they came with that insert. Yes, they come with an eighty grain insert. Mm-hmm. Yep, very cool. Yep, kind of take care of you. Awesome arrows. They're they're vintage looking, so they look like they're wood grain. So they look wood, um, four inch uh, feathers. They're just a really cool looking arrow. Very cool. Yep. Yeah, Thermosheet's got or uh, Victory's got it covered, man. Uh, Rip TKOs are my favorite arrows of all time so far. Um, I just love them. Stick yeah, with what you know and trust, and that's where I'm at. Can't beat them. They haven't failed me. <laughs> no. Cool. I'm glad you guys had a lot of input. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I would give him in, input, but I got nothing right now. Hey, yeah, I'm dry. I'm trying to run the extortion <laughs> through something and see how they work. Also, Gator Outdoors, um, a lifestyle brand for the working class hunter. Um, good good Christmas gifts through Gator. Um, right now, they are kind of a retailer, but um, transforming into a lifestyle brand. I put that on blast a couple episodes ago, and I wasn't supposed to, but now I'm just going to do it every episode until it actually happens. Um, <laughs> you can go to Gator Outdoors and save some money with code WCB10. Um, hats, the shirts, the killing hats, and all the good stuff. Uh, check out Gator Outdoors. Wade's killing it, too, man. He's tagged out in it, Iowa. Yeah. He's Mr. Public Land Boat Guy now. Yeah, he's I've seen that. Yeah. He boated into an island on the Mississippi and shot like a good 140s buck. That yep. snap was his snaps were hilarious. Oh, they were they awesome. Were, like, he was hooting and hollering. I was oh yeah, I didn't get me pumped. I, I didn't was, see any of them. Well, I was hunting when he did that, so I, I couldn't like hear the audio. Oh, yeah. it was great. So gee whiz, he was howling like like a coyote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, podcast also brought to you by Elite Archery. Uh, the cures all around, except for Mister Tradboy over there. Yeah, everybody shooting a cure. Yeah, yeah. What do you have for a compound right now? Mine is the uh, thirty-five ritual, ritual oh, thirty-five. Yeah. Still yeah. rocking, still rocking. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Is that is that going to be your compound for a long time? Because you're going to be still involved with the traditional uh, stuff. Well, I think Ross can still get a pretty decent deal on an elite, so I'm probably going to upgrade and let the let the thirty-five go down the road and try the new one that they got out. And yeah, see, I got to have something for the moose. You know, I don't want to rely on the longbow for the moose. So I better bring something with a little <laughs> How more acid. Sweet acid would that be though? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Are saying I'm not going to bring one with me. I, I might bring one with up you? there, but I just got. I've never been up there. You know, I think the terrain might be pretty gnarly as far as getting an arrow through some of that stuff. And uh, the the old compound might shoot a little flatter for me and some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That'd be sweet, though. Um, check out Elite Archery. Code WCB, everything outdoor group. So you can if you want to get into an Elite, use that code to save you some coin. Uh, Big Time. Code WCB2020, everything on Big Time. And right now, I'm going to – I guess I need to hurry up and pull this up. And I'm 
this is what I'm doing. I'm fucking up is what I'm doing actively. No, you're doing great. Um, so we're doing a we, – we did a bonus episode for Big Time that's coming, just like a quick little little ditty. But right now we're doing a Frost Seed special um, through Big Time. It's 50% off Foundation Clover and Clover Select. Use nice. code WCB Frost. That's 50% off Foundation Clover and Clover Select. Damn. Pretty kick-ass if you're into frost seeding or you just say, hey, I just don't care. I want to get some seed for the spring or whatever. 50% off. Use code WCB Frost. Can't yeah, beat that. That's some good-looking clover, too. It yeah. is lush. Very cool. So that's lush. Check that out. And like Old Barn Taxidermy. Holy shit. Have we been to Old Barn Taxidermy a lot this year? Um, well, the El- Illinois boys. The Illinois boys. I was there once. Have been there. We were a there lot for the party for my mom. taxidermy. Okay, okay. <laughs> and uh, I was there for my mom. You got to specify. So, yeah, sorry. And processing. Yeah, mm-hmm. W you with your mom? That's yeah, good. It was That's fun. Cool. <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> Did you have breakfast afterwards? No, no, <laughs> no. Damn. <laughs> Darn it. Old Barn Tax Derby. Honestly, that's, and I've said this before, it's a company that always impresses me with, like, the next venture they're trying to accomplish. Oh, yeah. Like, processing. It's a tax derby shop. How good can their processing be? Sam throws me a package of snack sticks. I'm like, oh. Ooh. You finished them on the way home. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very impressive. Um, Old Barn Tax Derby. I'm a drop-off. You kill something. You're in the area. Bring the cape to me. Old Barn picks it up for me. They handle it from there. It's a one-stop shop, man. One-stop shop. And they're easy to talk to. Like, they know what you want for a mount. Like, you know, some tax is like, what do you want for a mount? And you're just like, well, I've been thinking about this. And they're just like, just tell me what you want. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Same will actually, like. Sit down with like, you. Yeah. Where's it going in your house? And ch- try and walk yeah. you through it. Yeah. Yep. He tries to talk you into custom stuff. Like, he's trying to make his job harder than it needs to be. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. just an artist. I mean, that's yeah. that's what a true artist does. They want to show off their work. So He doesn't want to do basic things. Yeah, it just you makes know. you feel good. That's yeah. what you want a tax dermis, too. Yep. You walk yep. out of there happy. Oh, yeah. yeah, too, and you don't feel, like, intimidated when you go in yeah. if you're not familiar with the forms or what your options are. And I would tell you, if you live in the Quad City area, anywhere near us, I have a mount from... Almost everybody in the area, not everyone, but close. And I know of Quad City Tax Service. I'm not covering the out, outskirts, but I will tell you, I have deer that are going to be remounted by Old Barn probably mm-hmm. this year um, because of the such a basic level commercial crank them out as quick as you can and get them to the customer amounts. It's not what you want for a deer you're super proud of. You want to go to someone that's going to ha- take care of your shit and handle it how you would if you knew how to do tax service. Absolutely. So, They're artists. They take every deer. Yep, as so serious as they can, and yep. they're passionate about it. Julian yeah. Loker is like their head whitetail guy. You talk to that dude for ten minutes about whitetails, and you just see how jacked up he is just to be around antlers. Yeah, you thought you knew a lot about whitetails. Talk to that guy for three minutes. Oh, dude, he's just so like jacked up. Everything oh, yeah. deer. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, we can do that. I can, you know, like, he's just so into it. Or he's like, oh, let's do this instead. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So Old Barn is the shit, and thank you. To all our fantastic partners. See me making a mess over here. Um, so, pretty cool, man, that we have Daniel Matthews just called me, and I missed it. So, he's going to have to wait. Elite rep. Get him on. Um, but, no, super thankful that we have partners that, like, support one. us in a serious way. Oh, absolutely. You know, even though we, we don't fuck up. Like, we, we, we give a fuck, but we don't. Um, and then one other thing, too. I, I, I want to make one more plug before we move on. Um, and this is for... Our good boy Jordan from Combination Creative. Uh, so Jordan does like video work, logo work, and stuff like that. And we've worked together for a long time, years actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a lot of stuff. He's going to be editing some of our videos, some of Austin's videos, um, and stuff like that. But 
I'm just going to do this plug here quick because I know there's a lot of you guys out there that have like a hunting project or a brand or maybe a brand outside of the hunting industry that he also can specialize in stuff like that. It's not just hunting. Website design. I mean, there's yeah, there's ed- a lot yep. of things that Jordan can do. Editing. Yep. Any kind of editing. He's worked with from churches to outdoor brands to anything fishing to, I mean, it goes on and on. But it's a small marketing firm, essentially, that handles everything from videos, uh, carbon TV shows. He's done all of our carbon TV podcasts. Um, TV, internet-based commercials, logos, shirt designs, um, original music, which is a big deal if you have a brand, uh, websites, and pricing is done on what Jordan basically refers to as his menu. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, you need something unique. He can kind of cater to what you're wanting. Yep. Um, so basically get out of that black and white mindset and get somebody with a creative brand to handle it for you. Um, and then they also add your spin to what you want. So he takes... I say they, it's him, but he can take what you're thinking with his designs and kind of blend into something beyond what you had in mind in general. Um, so if you go to Jordan at Combination Creative, combinationcreative.com, and you mention WCB, Jordan will give you $50 off a logo design. So if you're a brand that you're wanting to start your own hunting project, you're wanting to start at a different company, you're wanting to, I don't know what you want to do, you want to... I was going to go dark, but I'm not going to do anything. You mentioned WCB, get 50 bucks off a logo. So that's pretty cool. That's cool. I like to help Jordan out. He's a good dude. And he's literally always had our back. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's an awesome dude. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. So, you're excused. Moving along, we got some business to take care of here. Um, but right now, we have a segment. And. We actually have a jingle for this segment. Well, Jingle Jangle? And it's the Unpopular Opinion segment. It is back. And this week's Unpopular Opinion segment is taking selfies on the ground with deer. And cue the jingle. A colorful, emotional, working class hero. Come on. That opinion is not very popular. Come, come on. Come on. Come on. Seriously. Let me win. That's the Unpopular Opinion You serious, Clark? Start the minutes. Five minutes. I think if you take selfies on the ground with a deer, you're a fucking asshole. And uh, that's what I need to say. I think just don't do it. <laughs> I think it looks like shit. I think it looks bad. If you're going to do it, save that for you and your buddies only. Don't post it on the internet. Absolutely. Because you very disrespectful. Other people are going to see it outside yep. the hunting world, yep. and it just looks it looks bad. Yep. I mean, you've got a timer on your phone. It's 2020. If you don't have a timer, update your phone. But yeah. Put your phone on Set your that thing on a stump and then get in there and yeah. pose that deer. No kidding. I don't know. I just think it's in bad taste. And uh, that this question got brought up in our group, mm-hmm. and someone was like, who cares what other man does? Da, da, da. I'm like, well, yeah, but you're representing us as a, as a community. Yeah. And it looks like shit. Keep it to yourself if yeah. you're going to do that. I'm glad you guys yeah. have a whole lot to put in. No, I I no, think I it, agree a thousand percent with everyone says. Well, I mean, it's it's totally disrespectful to the deer. That you just shot and everything, yeah. so I think everybody here is on the same page. It's just Plus, comes down to respect things yeah. for the animal. And it just doesn't yeah. look good. No, no. Like even well, as a hunter, I'm like, damn, that looks terrible. Well, make hunting great again. Just post it, and I I do love that page. Like he has a spot in this world, but he just posted one of a guy laying down with a deer, and like the deer's tongues out, of course, like they usually are. And this dude's laying on his back, licking the deer's tongue. Yep, yep. And literally tongue to tongue. Yeah, like tongue to tongue. Like first of all, like. <laughs> It's just that's taking it to another level. But first of all, like, shame on you, you know? Like, don't be an ass. I just can't imagine someone taking that picture. I mean, like, I'm going to post this online for people to see. See, but, yeah. But I think people post it, like, to be funny. 
But yeah. at the same time, like, but, I would never even think to do that. Well, there's that challenge that says, like, take a selfie with the deer you kill like this, which I think is stupid. But it's, uh, I'm, I'm different, though, man. I look at things a little different. I don't, if I can help it, I don't like to step over deer and take a picture. Like, I think that looks like shit. But it's, Oh, where you're, like, straddling it? I, I hate that. But yeah. it's a classic kind of, like, I don't know any better. Here's my deer. Take the photo and then move on. For sure, for sure. Stuff. Which so is fine. Yeah. We've all done I, it I at a that. point, but I just think nowadays with good cameras. You have and, enough examples out there to, to go by. Yeah. Uh, by now that I, I wouldn't, <laughs> you don't want your face in between the antlers. You want you just get behind that deer off to the side a little bit. Show it know, some just, respect, give it its space and yeah. make it look presentable. I that's just That's just us, us nitpicking a little bit, but. But then, you know, then you have the side of people that are like, yeah, but it's not all about that, blah, blah, blah. And I, I get that. But if you're going to take the deer photo, why not make the animal look as good as possible? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If, Here's you, way can I, always, you can always look back on those pictures. You don't want a shitty-ass picture that you're going to look back on like, why the fuck did I do that? Yeah, all bloody and messy. And right. I try to think of it now because I work at John Deere, and it's like, I, you know, of course, I work back with the wage brains and shit. Nobody back there cares. But I have important people bounce in and out of where, like, I do all my work. And on my work computer, my background is slideshows of, like, all my hunting photos and podcast stuff and deer photos. And I have never had someone bitch about the deer looking bad in the slideshow or something. So that's right. why I try to keep in mind, like, could you post it somewhere where people aren't hunters and it still be acceptable? That's probably a good basis to, to put it off. Yep. Maybe not. No, I agree 100% on that. Yeah. I, I mean, not a lot of strong opinions. And you, don't like do the, you, have, you don't do respect to the animal, too, you know? So, like, I mean... Everyone's like kind of quiet and make it look as professional it's like, yeah, it's, as possible. It's bad to do. Just don't do it. <laughs> There's hey. a segment. Hey, selfies man. are bad. That's not cool. Yeah. Don't take selfies. They're gay. Okay. Okay. All right. Super dumb. Okay. Whatever. I just, okay. I'm not a selfie guy, so mm-hmm. yeah. I just don't do it anyways. Yep. So I think we all agree. Just don't do it. Maybe just do something a little better looking. You know? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so glad you guys came. I, I, was trying, I was trying to think of something. Like glad we're all having a good time here, man. <laughs> this is, this is a podcast more, with Kurt. Yeah, they need to drink another beer. I need beer. some more talking fluid in me. Yeah, this is a podcast with Kurt and, and Kurt and his friends. So welcome, guys. I'm glad you made it here. That's a good point, Kurt. <laughs> Kurt, what do you think about selfies? I hate them. Yeah, dude, me too. Fuck selfies. Hey, can you hear this? Yeah, yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, Eric, just give us an audible thumbs up to the mic. <laughs> I agree. Sweet. All right, Kurt. Well, moving along, Kurt. Um, we're talking Kurt uh, Austin's second trad buck. Yeah, got lucky and tripped into another one. <laughs> you just you just always trip right into him, don't you? <laughs> what the hell, man? I don't know. I don't even know. Someone's looking out for me. It's crazy. Yeah, well, send him my way, would you? Yeah, yeah. No shit. Bless us, bless us a little bit before we leave here tonight, can you? <laughs> you became so much of a lord Nightly. that like just the gods are homies with you. Yeah, they're just like, hey, help a brother out. Yeah. Throw this one to him. Yeah, yeah no shit. Just Someday make- I'm gonna want you to knight me like. <laughs> Like the queen does. I don't know if we're ever to that status. So last episode that launched was Austin's traditional journey, which we didn't know at the time, but that's technically part one. Yep. To be continued. And this is technically part two. Didn't you like kill like the day after you guys podcasted? Uh, I killed my first buck on November 8th, and then I killed my second one on the 12th. So I had uh, four days in between. And I can't remember how far the doe was behind the first buck, but it was like... 
couple days. Get my boom, ass boom, whooped, boom. and then in like eight or nine days, I killed three deer with it. <laughs> That's so. what happened to me, too. Yep. I, killed, I went from not having a great season but having yep. fun to being tagged out in five days. Yep. And yep. So that's awesome. So similar. Oh, did I? Where were we at with predictions? I, yeah, I want to hear those I predictions. I, I think if I, I, I remember I'm right, I think Kurt hit Ross's on the head. The first one was on the thirteenth. I'm pretty sure you predicted the thirteenth because I just listened back to it. Yep, yeah, I said Ross the thirteenth, but I said the Lord the thirteenth, and Doug said you'd be the twenty-first. Well, you missed me by a day. So you were right on on Ross's, and you missed me by a day. So I'd say that's pretty good. Uh-oh. I am way off. Whoa. <laughs> what was our prediction for me what, What's that mustache look like? I was about to be gone. <laughs> um, I think Ms. I Cleo. said Doug would be the 12th, so I'm way off. That helps. Of what bit. month, though? Did you did you list that? Uh, November, yeah. What did you say for me? The 8th. Oh, the 8th. I was optimistic. Man, you guys fucking let me down. The twelfth, I was The twelfth, I just had my shooter come and was like, yeah, "That's what I was just gonna say." On the, on the eight, <laughs> so like, like, I don't, I don't yep, see it. Turn around. <laughs> yeah. like you, the caught, you caught at him with your crow call. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> yeah. yeah, hit him with a fucking shot gobble. I want my mustache. Just <laughs> hey, get at him. Let me holla at you. All right, so back back to the trad buff. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll just start at the beginning. It's it's not a real long story. Um, after I shot that first one, I was more motivated than I'd ever been after having some success with it, knowing that it actually worked. Uh, I thought you were going to go back to compound, honestly, for the season. I did well, too. It wasn't a, it wasn't out of the question, but I, I still knew that the heart of the rut was there, and I had a really good chance at having one just either come into a call or come through chasing a hot doe, whatever. I knew that it was still kind of a. If I was going to do it with the trad bow twice, it was the time to have it in my hand. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't pick up the compound. But uh, late season, I figured late season I'd bust it out and hunt the big, big time plot that I got. It looks really good this year. And, yeah, uh, I just didn't get that far. <laughs> good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was getting pictures of some pretty decent deer between two farms. Um, I talked about this big eleven pointer before. Uh, down actually real close to my house and uh, sat there a couple days. I had a sighting of a big one, which was probably him. It was just too far to tell. Mm -hmm. I'd burnt that spot down a little bit after hunting it three or four sets in a row, and I went back to that uh, my pasture farm. You've heard me talk about it. Um, the way I'm hunting it this year, it's it's kind of tricky to get into. I'm hunting the north side of it, so luckily I farm the ground that borders it on the north side, uh, it's divided by Henderson Creek, flows through the middle of these two farms. So I'm farming the farm on the north side of the creek, so I drive my truck into that bottom, and I, I'm parking. When I parked my truck, I was 150 to 200 yards from my tree stand. Like, Perfect. I just drive it right there. I had a south wind in my face. I like that. Covering the scent of the truck and the noise and everything. So I rolled up there to the creek, um, threw the waders on because we had gotten a recent rain. It was under my knees before but after that rain it was over my over my waist it was deep enough where i needed waders so i uh, came across in the waders and uh jumped up the bank and i'd already pre-hung a stand here i'd had an encounter with a, a real old eight not real old he's five-year-old eight pointer a nice eight pointer which was who i was hoping to see mm-hmm and uh already had the stand pre-hung i'd never hunted this spot but it's these deer bed up on top of basically it's the north side of what i call the sanctuary of the farm i always leave this 30 acres alone i don't go in it unless i'm shed hunting um 
So they come off this ridge right onto the north side of my sanctuary, and they come down into this bottom, and they kind of stage in this open, grassy, CRP-looking area Mm -hmm. before they go across the creek to food or follow the creek down to go wherever they're going. Yeah. So I'd watch deer from a different stand for years go through this spot, and I just got to the point with this traditional bow, like, I need to make a move, I need to be close, so I'm going to hang a stand here and see what happens. Yeah. Um, It was early. Uh, I got in the stand one o'clock, I think I, it was actually an all day hunt. I hunted all day on the other farm, uh, came home, ate lunch with my camo on right back to the tree. It was maybe 12 31 o'clock somewhere in there. I got up in the tree and I wasn't there a half hour and had a, had a nice, uh, three-year-old eight pointer bumping a doe around. They got off the bed, came out of the sanctuary, just like I figured they would, mm-hmm. uh, came right by me. So I knew that the spot was it I had the potential to do what I wanted it to do. So um, it was it was about 3 o'clock or 10, 10 after 3, I think it was. I looked up on the ridge south of me, and I could see this deer coming off the ridge. And I'm sitting there eating my breakfast bar at the time. Kurt could be laughing at me because I had my snack there. Your I'm functional just, I'm just sitting there bar. snacking, yep. Your just functional meal bar. Away. I'm like, ooh, there's some bone. So I, t- I, I had a little pocket up front. I tucked put my, your Yeti cup I tucked my spaghetti back bar. down. <laughs> yeah. I tucked my little breakfast bar in my pocket and pulled up the binoculars. I'm like, damn, that's a good deer. And I'd had a picture of a deer um, just kind of moving by my camera fast, so it was blurry, but I could see tall tines on him. I'm like, that's got to be the buck I'm getting pictures of. So You just stuck it up in your hat like a pencil, you know? Your breakfast yeah, bar. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like a great cigarello. Yeah. <laughs> behind your ear. Save that for later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll finish you later. <laughs> so this buck... He comes down into the bottom, and it's early enough. He's going to be cruising and checking for does, what he's doing. So when he comes down to me, he's getting ready to make the bend uh, to his right and go back up into the draw. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he was about 150 yards. And I knew he was good enough that I wanted to get him in close mm-hmm. to take a look. Like, normally I'm not calling it a deer unless I want to kill him or see what he is. Sure. Yeah. So he steps in. I pull out the call that I'm always bragging about, the old uh, buck growl and get just i didn't get real aggressive with it but it was he was 150 yards so he's you know pretty long ways off to be grunting at it was just loud enough that he heard it and i popped it off and he just turned his head and looked right at my tree just gave him a little toot toot yeah, yeah give, give us a toot it on the grunt call a little bit give what, us a toot what, yeah what it sound like kind of long and slow not not that growl but just a real long it's it's a deep call so it sounds yeah. mature yep and uh he he looked right at that tree and I thought I don't need to do anything else. Like he knows he, he, exa- he knows that. exactly where that sounds at. There's no need to do anything else. Mm-hmm. I just sat there and watched him for maybe five seconds. Wagged his tail and then right to me. He just started beelining right for my tree. Just a yeah. nice steady. He wasn't running, but he's just like I'm coming in to see what that was. Do you yep. think that point right there is uh, for a lot of hunters that aren't familiar with deer body language or calling? That's kind of the make or break situation on how they call out a deer like if you would have threw another two or three of those right then and there hoping he'd turn he probably would have kept on going yeah it's tough to say i i i think less is more when you're calling if a deer hears you you can tell that he reacts to your call there's not really any reason to keep going you know if he if he listens and then goes to leave again you know then you could hit him with a snort wheeze or another grunt or try something different but yeah once you get his attention there's no reason to keep messing with him right right for sure i just think people get excited and might throw three grunts like 
right. if they see him right. stop or something, like, oh, you. Like if he's looking, and they'll, you're they'll be like, oh man, he's thinking about it. I better convince him with another one. Yeah. No, he's looking for movement. Yeah. And he's yep. they're studying yep. hard. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I knew at that moment that he's probably going to come in close enough for me to get a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, usually if they pin you down on that tree, it's they have an uncanny ability to know the exact location where that call came from. It's weird, isn't, isn't that yep. crazy? Whether it's rattling or grunting or anything, oh, yeah. they can pinpoint that tree. Yeah. Yep. So I, uh, I saw he was coming, and now at this point it becomes like a judging game. So I told myself after killing that first buck, I'm like, that was a solid – you know, five plus year old buck. That's what I want to kill again. Like a nice, solid fifties plus buck with a trad bow. Yeah, a five year old fifties plus was my goal. So I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to judge, and I'm looking, and and he's he's closing fast. I mean, he's fifty, sixty yards, and I'm still trying to judge. I'm like, and I could tell he was he was light on mass. He had shorter brows, but this deer looked giant when he's coming to me. He's got like ten and eleven inch tines, and he's got a bunch of them. Uh, looked really tall coming in and I'm a sucker for a long time. So yeah. he got to about 40 yards. I'm like, I've seen enough. He's, if he gives me a shot, I'm going to take it. Yeah. So no brainer. Yep. I'd already, An MB. I'd already picked the, uh, I already had the GoPro set and clicked the record button so you can actually watch him approach. And, uh, he got in, he all these the, videos will be out somewhere soon. Yep. Hope badass video. Jordan's going to hook us up with something pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he he comes in and he jumps this little stream and then he he's he doesn't stop. You can hear me kind of mm-hmm. real just real light at him and he, and then that he hesitates and I draw and shoot and the first arrow goes right over his back about two inches over his back. And you can see him in the video. He just kind of drops a little bit and he almost like felt the wind or something. Yeah, like, oh. he's like, what was that? And he's just standing there looking around. And it, he look, he kind of looked my way, so I'm just, like, frozen. And when he turned his head to look away, you can see me in the video and knock another arrow when he's looking away. It almost seems like he like your arrow went over him. It hit the weeds on the other side, and he looked over there. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. he thought there was, like, something, something the over weeds. there in the weeds. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and that that is one advantage that I'd never really considered with this traditional bow is how quiet they are. The deer don't know where the shot came from. And all, so I, crazy. I've had, I've had three or four deer this year that I've got multiple shots at because of that mm-hmm. that's crazy. yeah it's yeah, nuts insane. you don't think about that no. i never considered that before no, no. i would think it'd just be clunkier i guess if anything you know the, but. and and with some bows it is like i've got a recurve that i i hate it's loud noisy hand shock i just can't get this thing dialed in but that that long bow that i'm shooting is wicked quiet mm-hmm. it's dead so, in the hand too i mean it's just yeah. i mean yeah. done yeah so he uh he comes in, he actually turns and walks to me after I shoot him. <laughs> I missed him at right at 20. You're either the Lord or the luckiest mother. Yeah. When, when we watch the video, you know, and you missed you, that shot went over his back, and I'm like, well. And then he starts walking right towards you. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> like, between, this will only have enough fucking Austin. Between the luck on the first shot, making a 31-yard bomb, and then this deer walking right to me after I missed him, it's like, I don't know. Like, some seasons you just can't lose. And this, this, you, had this to be chuckle, to be you had to be chuckling a I'm little I'm like, bit. well, if you're going to give it to me, I'll send another one at you. <laughs> hey, hey, boy. Sorry, buddy. Checkmate. Yeah, so he came in. And now I'm like, well, I did it again. I shot high. I, you heard me talk about it on the on the first podcast. Yeah. I have a bad habit of not being able to make that arrow go where I want. My natural instinct just tells me that I am I need to aim and shoot at the middle of them, and I'm always six inches high. Yeah. So he gets in, and I 
I think he's around 13, 15 yards on the second one. I pull back, and it hits him right in the spine. And you can see it in the GoPro. I just barely caught him as he was coming out of the corner of the the view on the GoPro. And it puts him down right to the ground. Um, I watched him for about a minute, and he's still trying. Well, immediately after he was spined, I pulled another one back and put it through his lungs, um, both lungs. And I think it was heart, too. Um, And he was still alive. I watched him for like a minute, and I'm like, you know what? He's not putting his head down. I got one more arrow left in the quiver. So I climbed down, and I walk up, you know, I don't know what it was, 10, five, 10 foot and yeah. shot him through the heart on that one. And he laid his head down and I was up, knelt down right in front of him when he took his last breath. So I wonder if to like backing up just a little bit, like that shooting high a little bit where you can't hit him. Is that like, cause you're probably when you're practicing in the summer, you're shooting from the ground. That's exactly is what it, it could was. Could it be from elevation, you know, up I, in the tree stand? Well, it's hard for your, it's hard for your brain to relearn things. And sure. I hadn't, I, my excuse was I hadn't felt like I'd mastered it on the ground. So why would I get up in a tree when I hadn't mastered it on the ground? Well, I should have been practicing elevated all summer. Right. Um, so when I finally did pick it up, you know, three or four weeks before season, I was just really struggling. And then, and then the yard is different because you get four or five arrows at a time. So your first one goes high, and then your next three or four are right where you want them because you have that first one to judge Judgment, off yeah. of. Yep. Right. That's right. what Shad went back. I don't remember how he worded it exactly, but he's like, aim for the bottom of that armpit. Yep. He goes, because just how it is from a stand, he goes, you'll smoke them if you're aiming for well, the bottom Well, and that's what he armpit. told me was shooting his. He's like, you'll figure – he's like, I can show you the fundamentals, but then eventually you'll – once you start practicing, yeah. eventually you'll just figure it out and you'll be like – and you'll be just be dropping bombs. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's I'm not. Cool, I'm not dropping bombs yet, but I'm. I'm sending them. So it's awesome. <laughs> That's great. To kill two big bucks with a a longbow, your first year is very impressive. But very you know, impressive. And people might give you shit for the miss and the bad shot and then the follow-up shot but that's just part of it i'm not were, claim, yeah i'm not claiming to be a pro at it by any means i mean it's yeah. my first year doing it I'm, hey you were efficient i'm i'm as green as can be when it comes to this i'm going to be the first one to admit it um and that was really a, a struggle for me to decide I know that I'm not as efficient as I could be with this weapon. Do I want to take it to the timber and take a chance of wounding animals? But then I remember back to my first year bow hunting. It's like it's no different with that. The only way you're yeah. going to get better is to get it in the timber and learn with that's it. Right. So that's Absolutely. just that's just kind of one of the trade offs. Yep. Um, Have the experience and know what you need to do for the future. Like yep. you, mm-hmm. I mean, and you know that now. Everything from the aiming and yep. all that shit. But. Dude, I mean, this buck's a stud. The first buck was a stud. Right. Uh, but yeah. this buck's a stud. This, this buck is... Uh, hands down to you, man. Yep. Yeah. You're an animal. This buck is like picture-perfect pretty type. He's really know? pretty. He's got tall tines, uh, great big 10. He's got his common three coming off on his left side. Yeah. Um, he's a younger deer. Um, if I would have had my compound, he would have got a pass. Yeah. Especially for my second buck. I knew he was not a five year old, but like I say, when, when, and I thought he was fifties when he came in, he ended up going 146, uh, had shorter beams and shorter brow tines kind of hurt him. But when he was coming in, he looked like a a mid fifties deer. I mean, I was thinking 55 when he's coming in and he just, and that's what it's all about. He got me excited enough. He looked huge coming in. I mean, he everything. looks like a high 50s buck in the oh, yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. You know? the video's awesome. Like, everything fell into place. I'm 
I'm stoked. Well, yeah, that score that score doesn't mean anything anyway. It's, it's well, not hard. Yeah. It's when a you put the tape on him, yeah, you put the tape on him, and you're kind of discouraged. But all I got to do is watch that video. I'm like, nah, there's no way I'd yeah, pass yeah. that well, deer. That is, I mean, I'm a measure, so people think that I'm like have this thing where I won't talk against like the score. But I, I, I think it fucking sucks, honestly. Like my second buck, that's all tight and racked and tall. I didn't want to measure him because I was so stoked with just how he looked in yeah, the hunt, in the hunt, and just. You know, the a little bit of history I had and all that, that it immediately goes from being this cool buck with this little drop tie and he's tall and he's tight to yep. him. He, he went, he's it close takes to away one. from it. As soon as you put yeah. a tape to it, it'll yeah. take and away. And I didn't even him. want to do it. And that's what sucks is like being with the podcast now. People ask you first thing, what do you go? What do you go? Yeah. Yep. But it's like, oh, he's close to 150, but it's like, you know what I mean? Well, he, w- he broke one point off. You would have done mid 50s if you didn't have that. Right. And, yeah. But, but that's that's one reason I picked up this traditional thing. Like I've I've come to a point now where like I I need to be targeting humongous deer. Like and if I don't have them, I don't have them. Then you don't it's, kill them. It's going to make for a boring season. Whereas with this you tradi- you're not happy with dude it. with this traditional bow. Every set is an opportunity to shoot at something. Yeah, uh, whether it be a doe or a 30s or 40s old buck. I mean. Yeah, it, just, it made the season fun for me, and I I had a blast with it, and I can't wait to do it next year. Does it kind of like take you back to that very first season it, of bow hunting? It, yeah, it humbles you. It makes yeah. you like you understand that you're a woodsman now, so you understand what to do. So that's a, a definite benefit. But yeah, when it comes to like drawing back and shooting, I mean, yeah, it's just like the first time. It's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome for sure. Well, and also like you said, you've you got to a point where. And we've mentioned this before in the other one, like you've kind of done not all, not everything in the whitetail woods, but like you said, it just basically made, because I mean, realistically, what's your goal now with a compound? Like if you hunted with a compound this year, what would be the, like, if we had to go off inches just for a reference, yeah, I'm, what would be the buck that would I, give you I can't get back? away from 50s and 60 bucks. I just like them too much. But it, I mean, a, like 150s, 8 or 160s, 10 is what I've always set my sights on. And that's, you yeah. know, that's a tough deer to come by for Absolutely. me anyways. They don't so, come around that often. If you're on Ross's Jurassic Park farm, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No can, can hunts, you know. <laughs> yeah. High fence, you know, the stuff like that. High fence, yeah, but round corners. Around every tree. You can't, feed, you can't feed log chains. I think he's yeah. got <laughs> seven or eight 200s running around down there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Stan Potts is down there saying, give me a second. <laughs> well, going, going back to that score thing, like even Kerr's a scorer. Remember, like some people come in all happy, and then you tell them the score, and they're like, "Oh well, yeah." I, th- I think he's bigger than that. Well, it's like it yeah. literally means nothing yeah, unless you like, want it to. Don't right, let it right. affect you. But then, like, if you were happy when you shot it, just be happy. It's weird because I've measured a lot of deer locally, and a lot of deer for like other people that have like projects and stuff where they're like, "Oh yeah," like they're basically they're actively like booner down. Like our team has shot so many booners. I'm like, well, I yeah. measured four of them, and I know they're not booners. That, so that term like, that term gets uh, loosened up a yeah. lot, especially oh, yeah. the last couple of years. The term booner gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. Booners 170. Yeah, and it's that like if you want to talk about gross boon at 170, that's fine, but that's not a booner in my opinion. Like a booner is a net booner. A true through and through booner is yeah. a net 170. Yeah, yeah. Well, 65 that, for one year. That's a lot. That, that's a lot different than a green deer with a lot of trash that goes 170 like my buck last year people could call that a booner that's that's not a booner but i will tell you if i kill a buck that goes 174 gross he's 174 i'm a gross guy well that's why i am too yep. i really am even though i'm that, a measure but that's why i like jury gross boon yep yeah, yeah. gross boon that's exactly they what should be said yeah. yep yep i mean boontown oh yeah we got 14 gross boons on this dvd you know like that's yeah. have you ever seen those videos that they have boontown yeah 
They got three or four versions up. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, it does not I do, matter. It just makes me smile when I see the term booner getting thrown around like it's not. When I grew up, a booner was a booner. The, like, booners are, they don't come around. No, you don't see a booner every year. I've seen, I've measured typical two legit booners. Yep. One is a Scotty Sullivan, old Scoot. Our boy. Scoot, scoot. He has a buck. Scotty. It was like one of his first bucks ever. It's like a net 172, and it has zero mass. So you can mm. imagine the tines on it. Jesus. And Gee, then my buddy wait. Jason Enders has a net 174.10, and it looks like, which we're getting to, this buck in here, but um, maybe not as big of beams as Ross's that's on the studio table here. Mm. But Yeah, I think, I think we're looking at a true booner there, but... That's yeah. that's for the next podcast coming up. Yeah, but um, anyway, yeah, like score. It, it's cool that you you say that because I comparing myself, well, going back a little bit. The good thing for us to do is like me and Eric and Doug is like we all encourage each other to kill big deer and like we're kind of in the same realm of like whitetail hunter, you know, a little sure. bit. Like Eric, you're a little newer, but you've also caught up so fast because right. of the people you hang out with. Like, oh, absolutely. if you didn't have the like the friend, and I'm not this. I don't mean this in a negative way, but if you didn't have people to like push you and help you learn quicker, oh, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for like Doug and, <laughs> exactly. and for you and to these give guys you shit. sitting here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To give a shit because it, it just takes time. Oh yeah, but then it's also like then we surround ourselves with guys like Ross and Austin that are for now sure. some of our best friends. Where you guys, I look at you two as being the next level. Yeah. So and, and, cream of the crap. And right? I'm happy with the deer I kill, cream otherwise I wouldn't kill him. But I know now I'm getting to that point, and we had this conversation, Austin. It's like I'm to the tipping point of where I need to be at that 58s or 60 tens. Yeah, well, it right. all it all plays yeah. into, and I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it. But when you go out to the timber at the beginning of the year, and you have you ran some trail cameras or you didn't run trail cameras, um, you go out there and you you're trying to target one deer. This is the biggest one that I have on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, you sit out there and you wait. Your 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 schedule, your home schedule, your work schedule, everything else plays into it. How much yep. time if if you're punching the clock at work nonstop, you have five, six, seven days out of the whole season to be able to hunt. And you get out there, and you get a buck to come in there and get that heart pounding. Yeah. I mean, you're killing that deer. I mean, it's, For sure. And you enjoy the hunt, and you'll never forget it. And I don't care what the tape says. That yeah. deer got you revved up. And you're t- not saying that just because you only have three days to hunt, you got to kill the first thing that walks by. But, yeah. you know, you you're, you start adjusting the, the, the caliber of deer that you're going to kill. Capabilities oh, and time and, and what's there. Right. You know. And it might be different with, with how you're managing that farm, too. Maybe he's... Who cares? I mean, if it's, if it's a mature buck, I mean, you're not shooting a two-year-old. Right. If it's a mature buck, he's 120, it's a mature buck. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. So, it's a good point. You know, you just... It's a good point, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm joking around. Like, you know, I got both my racks sitting here. I'm like, oh, don't get mine near the, your guys's. I'm kidding. Because I'm proud of these deer, absolutely. Yeah. But it's you know we have a this world not class, fair. we yeah. have a world class buck on the table. But it's just I'm kidding when that I say deer's that. Deer's not but. fair to set next to anything. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. This two year old sitting here. Yeah, yeah. should have given him another year. Yeah, yeah. But anything, anything to add, Austin? Yeah, I well, what I want to thank Ross. He's a uh, he's been a really good uh, friend to me. And whenever I call him, like he was in the tree stand when I shot this buck. He's like, "Well, I don't like where I'm at right now." Anyways, he said, "I'm not going <laughs> to see shit." He's like, "He's good. he's like, we got perfect camera light." He said, "I'm climbing down right now." 
I hadn't even walked up to my buck yet. Yeah. I'm like, dude, don't ruin your hunt. Like, sit the rest of the hunt out. He's like, nope, I'm coming to you. He was there in 45 minutes That's after awesome. I shot that deer. I'm yeah. already on the ground. Yep. So when he when he came to me, I had to cross the creek again to get back to him in my waders. And I'm like, okay, so how are we going to do this? I want to take pictures of the deer on the south side of the creek where he's dry before we drag him through the creek. And I got one pair of waders. Yeah. How are we going to do this? I'm like, I can piggyback you across. Piggyback but I'll, it. I'll, 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 probably, I'll probably drop you because that's what my brother did to me last week. Dropped drop me in the creek trying to piggyback me. Yeah, you don't want to do that with a camera. No. Dude. No, yeah, no, no, no. There's a lot of money. So <laughs> I'm like, there's only one way to do this. So I gave Ross the waders. I let him cross and video me in my underwear crossing the creek. <laughs> and this shit's deep and it is cold. It's over my belly button. And it was like 28 the night before. Dude, well, your Ross, baby bird went from leaving the nest to just that, going back in the yeah, woods. That baby know? bird <laughs> yeah. was in the darkest cave I've ever seen him go to. Ross, if you're ever in the water, just pretend that camera's a crown. You know, you ain't going to spill that. Oh, that's true. That's you ain't going to spill that. <laughs> but yeah just floating down the drowning. Creek. <laughs> it made for a pretty epic uh end to the hunt and then he videoed me floating him back across so i'm yep. i got the i got the longbow up above yeah. my head and uh, floating this big 150 inch buck across the creek it's awesome it, it was pretty epic that re- really awesome. was an awesome recovery just get to yeah. get there and get those pictures and then watch him or film him drag that deer across the water and then oh yeah and then we had to drag him, drag him clear up over this bank so that was well, we got a couple of motorcycle straps out i say but did you a grain yeah a, a big old chain and, and a truck and, it worked that's yeah. how my uncle used to do it he gave me the idea he backs a truck right up to the creek hooks onto him and pulls him up himself just drags him right up the bank yeah. that's where a farmer comes in because you know they got a log chain and a oh, 30 yeah. foot strap oh, yeah. and all kinds of a shit clevis toolbox yeah. was the, loaded the deer sled's the move i gotta buy a deer sled though oh yeah, yeah that's money definitely yep. Well, cool, man. That's awesome. I'm I'm really happy for you. I knew you'd do it, well, honestly. But I appreciate all the uh, all the support from everybody. I've had tons of people message me questions about traditional gear. I'm like, I'm probably not the guy to be asking about this. Like, I don't know shit about <laughs> you know who Shad is. I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm using, and it's worked for me. I know it'll kill whitetails, but um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of attention um, from doing it with the longbow. Uh, my good buddy John Foreman, he's a listener, and he's he's a big buck killer. I mean, every year he's after five plus year old deer, and he was just really struggling to get on the caliber deer that he wanted to this year. And he uh, he sent me a picture about three or four days ago. He said, "You motivated me enough to break out the recurve and had this gnarly great big old eight pointer uh, setting in front of him with the recurve." So that that's pretty special. That was awesome. Yep. Yeah, and I actually bought a recurve from uh, Chad this or Shad this year. Yep. And I got I had the traditional arrows already. Yep. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy a bow at some point, so I might as well get the arrows, you know. Well, totally, honestly, totally dude, ass backwards, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, Shad, Shad was... We met Shad a few years ago. It kind of it sparked your your fire a little oh, yeah, bit. Yep. Uh, we got to shoot his bows uh, a couple years ago with the shoot, and... Sometimes and, that's all it takes is just that little push, just talking to somebody or picking one yeah. up and shooting it to just push you over the edge. And yep, if somebody's yep. thinking about doing it, man, go out and go out and try it. It's but been a cool blast thing for is, me. I mean, and then talking to Shad and think that's really cool... You it sparked your fire. You went out there and you got it done. You're successful. Absolutely. And now we're feeding off of you, feeding off of Shad. Yeah. Feeding. I mean, it's just. It's, it's funny because uh, Shad will like if he sees you shoot it, he he sees a spark or something. Like he'll he'll just convince you to do it. Oh yeah. And yeah. if you, if you want to try it, like come to the shoot next year. Dude, if you want to try a recurve, 
Or uh, he'll put in your hand. I can't. I can't wait to walk through the shoot with the longbow next year. Just so you guys can make fun of me. We're going to be sending <laughs> yeah, arrows. It's going to be. Like, it's Chad will be probably a good get time. you as far as you need to go, and then it's on you. But yeah, right. right, that's it's right. So awesome. Baby bird's got to leave the nest. Yeah. That's got to. <laughs> can't be a bitch. That's got to feel pretty good you know? though for you to like to actually. You convince that guy to actually try it and keep. Yeah, he did. He didn't waste any time either. Like I don't know how much he practiced with it. He knew that I was shooting it, but I think he had the compound in his hands clear up to like a couple weeks before and. He just saw this old gnarly buck and wasn't getting any deer the caliber that he needed. And he's like, I, I picked it up. I went out there and blasted him. Super good for him, man. <laughs> so anyway, just started blasting. Good for you, John, man. That's yep. awesome. He's a we killer. We met John 3D shooting? Yep. Thought so. Yep. Yeah. He's a killer. Yeah. Let's we'll yep. get him in here. Yep. He's due. Yeah, he is due. Yeah, I didn't really know him that well to shoot, and I was kind of giving him some shit. I was like, I don't really know this guy, but he, he's like, no, he's, he's yeah. one of us. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah. He's a listener. He, he loves the show. If he's Oscar's buddy, he's one of us. Dude, I... You one know, of us. One of I'm, us. I'm thankful we have... I mean, everybody probably listening probably thinks we're douchebags, but I think we're down to earth. <laughs> well, I mean... It's perspective, so. right? Are we? I don't, I don't know. I hope not. For love or for likes? We're probably not. Hey, it is what it is. I'm about to just do <laughs> For some, douchebags or not. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we are. Ideas. I'm just going to do douchey yeah, internet it stuff. It is what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, no, man, that's, that's really killer, but... You're tagged out. I'm tagged out. Illinois. Illinois is coming in strong right now. And we got Man, dude. Ross is tagged out. Doesn't feel to... good. Hey, you know, listen, all that shit you guys talk about Illinois and us. We're going to drive this one in the ground, buddy. Yeah. Dude, I know yeah. Iowa's got some big deer, but you just got to find them. I, and I can't. I mean, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm just, I'm rubbing a little salt in the wound, dude. Your day's coming. Just find a decent one, you know? Maybe you're a late season hunter this year. Hey, call your mom. Yeah. yeah. Ask her. She's passing up one fifty eight pointer. Yeah, you need to just go. You need to just go sit with her. How much bigger is that eight pointer going to get for her to kill it? I don't know. Mm. You got to ask her. One hundred fifty eight and shades two, of two, stud. two more years. <laughs> two more years when he's downhill. He's yeah, be more mature. Be looking at Ross's butt. Mm. That's right. Well, hopefully that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Well, cool. I was waiting for Eric. Eric got up to. Uh, we drink a lot of beer, you know. We got to pee sometimes during the show and. He sprung a leak. Hey, it is what it is. God damn, we, got, we almost got to quit burying that down, you know, by saying that too much. But it's so fitting all the time. It just feels good. It's fitting. Sounds good. Feels good. What we might be it? overusing it a little bit. But oh, yeah, we're overusing Maybe it. Maybe a little bit. Lost, you got anything to close with, buddy, for the podcast? Oh, I thought you said Ross. Austin, I kind of maybe I did. I, said I think Austin. you did say Ross, but you looked at Austin. I thought, so I, got a, I, thought I got a Ross. You definitely said Ross. <laughs> I mean, we can play it back. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said Austin. I had the technology. Austin, Austin talk. No, I'm I'm just uh yeah, I'm on cloud 9, can't believe it. It kind of sucks being tagged out in the middle of November, but it's kind of awesome at the same time. Yeah. So, uh appreciate the middle finger, Eric. I'm flying you to the bird over here. But yeah. No, man, I'm I still can't believe the season went the way it did. Uh still got uh still got some chances to go out and shoot a big old nanny with it, and that's what I'm I'm going to I'm going to try to arrow a couple more with it this Illinois year. boys are on Dopalooza. Fucking right. Recurve and longbows. How does that feel? Fantastic. I've never felt felt this before. What's it feel like? I felt this feeling. Mm. You got anything to close with, Ross? Austin? No, I just I like I I think I've already <laughs> Ross and Austin Ross. Yeah, no, I I think I think just what I said there a little bit ago. This the inspiration I'm getting out of this recurve longbow stuff. Like oh, yeah. that's that's exciting. And, and shooting Shad's bows makes me want to shoot one bad because I got like a fifty dollar garage sale. 
uh, old Browning Safari one. Like it's it's a sweet bow. The gleaner of recurve. It's a gleaner of recurve. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and and it's fun to shoot. But yeah, uh, massive. Yeah. I think everybody should get out there. Anybody that's in the woods should own a compound and a recurve or a oh, longbow. Yeah. yeah. And, and and test out both worlds because yeah, that's the real. You're getting down to the nitty gritty on. You're getting the whole picture, I guess. When you're you, the your whole package, your new alarm on your phone is Fred Bear by Ted Nugent. Right, oh yeah! Right. Every time you shoot the recurve, you just gotta have that blast in the background. Fred Bear, oh Fred Bear, <laughs> on repeat. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. My closing is congrats, dude. That's fucking Absolutely. awesome. It's an accomplishment. Man. Appreciate it. It's an accomplishment. You got like half the trad dudes all stoked, and you got half the trad dudes like half fence. No, I don't know. I made that up. <laughs> uh, well, I, I've had several guys say, "Well, you're gonna hunt years before you pull off another season like that." I'm like, "Well, you might be right, but I also had two months of hunting left, so keep that in mind." Right. Yeah, right. That's true. Good point. And also, it's like you don't call you the Lord for nothing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say it. Hey, <laughs> your word's not mine, pal. <laughs> Doug, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Aaron Atkins. He sent me uh, I I don't, that guy. He just sent me a meme that's pretty funny. It's like I don't know how many more it is what it is. That guy anymore in me, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't kill a goddamn buck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a guy. That's one dude. He's been a huge dude, supporter of ours. He's really funny. Um, he's from Kentucky. For a long time, yeah. And I'd like to get him in studio. He, he cracks me up. Just <laughs> I don't know where it is. What it is, I got in me, man. <laughs> I got <laughs> nothing awesome. left. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, Congrats, for Austin. listening. Congrats, yeah. buddy. Congrats. Thanks. Appreciate Congrats, it, fellas. Austin. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.